I think Rockford gets a bad rap. For every bad thing, I could probably tell you that we got five or six great things that happen here in Rockford, but people don't see that. So many of my colleagues that are breaking their back to do what's best for kids, and, and for me, that's the that's the, the, the business I wanna be involved with. A lot of people say, you can go other places. I could go other places. I don't wanna go other places. This is where I wanna be. This is These are the students that I wanna work with. These are the people and colleagues that I wanna work with. You know, people's opinions are people's opinions, but what I want people to know is, is every day we come to school trying to do the best that we can for these kids, not for ourselves, not not for our bosses, not for the Board of Education, but but for Rockford in general. Hello, welcome to the 205 Vibe Podcast, where we discuss topics related to Rockford Public Schools and the larger Rockford region. I'm your host, Earl Dotson Jr. Welcome to the 205 Vibe, and I am super excited to speak to our next guest. Uh, I, I would definitely call him not only uh, a good leader, uh, but also definitely just a good person who I've gotten to know over the years. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 205 Vibe Podcast, Mr. Don Rundo, Principal of Jefferson High School. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Earl. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time today, man. Uh, to, oh, absolutely. To, to uh, speak with me. Um, one of the first things I want to I want to jump right into, Don, is... Um, you know, one of the things I, I know about you, you've been, you're one of the longest tenured serving principals uh, in the Rockford Public School District. Um, and that's unique. Talk about your path to leadership. You know, how, how did you, how did you get here? And, uh, you know, how, how did that all kind of happen? Okay. Um, well, first I, uh, you know, went to college, not sure what I wanted to do and thought, oh, I, I, I like physical therapy. I like sports. Let me let me look at doing something like that and uh, got into it and really wasn't as interested in it as I thought. Um, so unfortunately, I like some kids, I, I came home and uh, in the meantime, I had to get a job and uh, I was approached by a principal at the time, Deb Demke, and she uh, said, why don't you be a, a classroom para, see if you like it, you know, it might lead to being a teacher. And at the time I said, okay, I'll try it, and uh, became a para, and uh, loved the kids, and which motivated me to go back to school. And I uh, got my uh, bachelor's in elementary education and uh, started teaching. And then kept thinking, you know, I, I, I love the kids in my class, but I feel like there's more I could do. I can help more kids. Um, uh, my principal at Somerdale at the time said, why don't you look at getting your type 75 and, and becoming an administrator? And I was like, eh, you know, I can do that. It'll, it'll move me on the pay scale. I'll, I'll do that. But then once I got into the classes, I was it was as exciting and um I finished in in the summer of 2003 and applied for an assistant principal job and uh, got it at the high school. Never taught at the high school level. Um, jumped in and loved it ever since. That's fantastic. Um, so how long here at Jefferson so far? Um, this is my 11th year as the principal at Jefferson. So 11 years as a as a the head principal at Jefferson High School. Tell us why stability, uh, that type of longevity, um, you know, how does that, that, that type of stability, and how does that help in terms of 
um, leading teaching and learning at a school when when people know that you're going to be there? Sure, I think that it, we break it up into two categories. One is um, the parents. Um, a lot of our our kids are our siblings, or younger siblings of kids that I've had in the past. Um, so there's already um, a foundational relationship that I've had with the parents um, has already been formed. So. Um, it's easier when we have to, unfortunately, there's times we have to have tough conversations um, or any conversation at, at, for that matter. Um, so that, that has helped that way. Um, I think um, when it comes to staff, uh, um, a number of staff have been here since, since I've started as a principal, and um, it's, it's not a new system they have to learn. Um, you know, if you have turnover every two or three years, the staff is trying to, it takes two or three years for the staff to get to, to understand and, and relate and buy into the system. I fully believe that. Um, so going on 11 years, we have a large number of our staff members who have been here um, longer than me, if not the same amount of me as me. And um, we work very, very well. The relationships that we've built and, and um, sustained and and grew have really helped us in in uh, doing what's best for kids. So, would you say so that, that that that's that's a great point because one of the things we've noticed you've had some success here at Jefferson in terms of um, you know your, your graduation rate mm-hmm. continues to go up. Um, you were the first high school to implement academies, yeah. um, and so I'm, I'm I'm I guess I'm assuming that that's part of that having that kind of relationship and that longevity that is that was that would you attribute to some of the things that you you know some of the successes you've had here I would definitely think that 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 plays a large role um, I think being here long enough people really know who I am the teachers the students um, a lot of the parents know who I am and what I stand for um, I also believe um, that through that those relationships um, most people if not all people would tell you you know, I want to do what's best for kids. Um, and sometimes the parents don't agree with me, and sometimes the teachers don't agree with me. Um, but as long as I can truly, at the end of the day, say I did what was best for kids, um, I'm okay with that decision. Um, and I think that that's trickled down to our staff. You, you mentioned um, uh, we had to uh, vote to see if we wanted to participate uh, in the academies here at Jefferson. Um, Dr. Jarrett at the time, um, you know, came to us and said, you know, Jefferson, we want you to look and see if you want to do that. Um, the vote was overwhelmingly, yes, we definitely want to do this. Um, I think a lot of that was um, uh, how we presented it um, and really the collaboration um, that we had on um, making sure that parents, teachers, uh, students had a say and if this was something that was good for them. Um, and I think that's what people... Um, what I'll often say is, is uh, you know, I'm not a dictator, you know, and I think if I was, I wouldn't be here. Um, but I would hope that people would say that we're collaborators because um, I feel that um, our teachers and our students have a, a huge say in what we do here at Jefferson. Follow up to that, you know, academies. So how long has you have you had academies here now? It's our eighth year. So this is your eighth year of having the high school academies, that whole model here at Jefferson. What's your honest assessment on how it, it's gone, right? It's a new way of teaching and learning. 
Um, what do you think that, you know, what's, what, what are the results? I truly think that's one of the main reasons our graduation rate jumped up last year by 13%. Um, uh, last year was our first cohort that had been in, in it all four years, not the pilot year, but mm -hmm. um, all four years. Um, I, I think I'm, I've said this from the beginning, and I truly believe that it gives a number of kids who really didn't have a purpose or a reason to be at school now to be at school. Um, we understand that all kids don't go to college, and that's okay. Um, but here at Jefferson, and I know at all the other high schools here in Rockford, the academy um, has brought, I would say, has brought some hope to kids who might not really know what they wanted to do and, oh, I'm just going to go through school. I'm not going to go to college, but I don't know, have a clue what I'm going to do mm -hmm. when I graduate. But I think those kids now have a, a good idea of what they want to do. But I think there's a lot of kids who have a good idea of what they don't want to do also, <laughs> um, which I think is equally as important. So we've heard the saying, right, we talk about leadership starts at the top. Uh, we know, particularly in our school system, how important and critical the leadership of the principal is. Um, for, for people who don't really have a good understanding of kind of what you do, um, just briefly, I mean, what I know it's different every day, but just the life of a principal. Just talk a little bit about your leadership style okay. and approach in terms of how you, you know, when you show up to work okay. uh, and and. And what does that look like? What is it? What is your day to day? Sure, kind of sure. Because like? um, you have we're talking two thousand students. I mean, we're yeah, talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I think a lot of people. Um, I think the perception is is all the principal does is deal with discipline, um, and if they look at the numbers, our discipline in the Rockford Public Schools have been going down considerably every year. Um, so, an average day for me, if you want to call it average, sure. is. Uh, you know, obviously there's there's adult situations that I have to have to take care of, um, and there's also kid situations. But um, just being able to be out and about, um, stopping in the classrooms, um, not interrupting, but just observing. Um, uh, you know, I think lunch and breakfast supervision for me is a big part. Um, maybe some principals don't do that at the secondary level, but I do because that's an opportunity for for me to talk to kids. Um, not in a classroom setting, just in a kind of in a social setting. Um, you know, I uh, pride myself in making sure that kids feel that they can approach me at any point in time if there's an issue. Um, I really try to find the um, activities or behaviors that we can celebrate here at Jefferson, um, not only with students and teachers, but with parents also. Um, so, uh, as you said earlier, every day is a little different, but there are some things that I, I just want to make sure that I'm seeing in the hallways, you know, touching base with a kid. It, it, it's it's great. You, you know, now we're in the swing of winter sports, so there's always a, some type of sporting activity or a club after school that I just like to stop by and, and see. And it's nice to be able to say to the student, hey, I saw you had six points last night. Or, um, for example, we had a huge chess meet. Hey, I saw you won that chess meet on, a, on an outstanding move. Just little things that let kids know that that – you know, the principal's human too. It's not, I'm just not here to suspend you or, sure, sure. you know, we got to get this done. You know, um, we have to educate the whole child and, and that's so much more now than I think it used to be 10, 15 years ago. That's awesome. So all of us, um, you know, we all go through those challenges, right? Those tough times 
you know, obviously you, you haven't having been here, you know, you have your ups and downs and your highs and lows. When you've had to deal with um, just challenging situations uh, in your work, whether professionally, whether it's personally, what what sustains you? How do you get through, you know, those tough situations, particularly sometimes when people attack your character? How do you deal with that and how do you get through those things? Um, I think, you know, a lot of it, you know, people can say, oh, that doesn't bother me. But deep down, it, it does bother 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 people. Um, I think for myself, um, I spend a lot of time with my own children at home um, and my wife, uh, my family, very close family. Um, we all, all of my brothers and sisters graduated from Rockford 205. I'm very proud of Rockford 205. Um, I think it's really coming back to work mm. and, and um, knowing that you're making a difference with staff and kids. Um, you know, there's times where I'll, I'll be doing stuff in the office and, you know, it might not be going the way you want it to go. And I'll just stop and I'll walk out in the hallway and just talk to a few kids and, and just kind of confirms or, or reassures why you do what you do. And uh, so just being able to to walk the hallways, talk to the kids, you know, talk to the teachers here and see the successes and knowing that, you know, there are good things happening. I think that's what, what, what gets me through. So, you know, you, one of the, you know, just along those same lines, you and I have worked together on some, some tough issues as well. Um, when you have to make those tough decisions, right? Although, you know, you, you said that's not, you know, that's not the main focus, but when you have to discipline a student or when you have to make a tough decision around hiring or firing, uh, staff, adults, um, you know, how do you, what do you, you know, I'm, I'm just curious of your thought process, for example, when um, you have to make those decisions, particularly about minorities, mm-hmm. and people accuse you of race being racially biased. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talk about, you know, when you had to deal with that, what is it that you want people to know uh, that, you know, when you go through those thought processes? Sure. Um, you know, what is it you want to say about when you have to make those sure. Um, I think we're talking two two different situations. Um, when it comes to students, um, and it's a discipline issue, um, it's information, it's conversation that I have with that student. Um, it's understanding that even though it's a tough decision I have to make, um, when especially when it comes to discipline, there's board policies and, and there's a discipline code that we need to follow. Um, and, and I follow those, but I also want to make sure that there's a conversation so the student understands why I'm following those. And also, what's the expectation once you've served your consequence when you come back? What's going to be different? Um, you know, conversations on what should you have done? Um, and and I know it sounds funny, but, you know, when I have a kid sitting in front of me, I don't, I don't say, oh, this is an African-American kid or this is a Hispanic kid. You know, to me, they're all kids. And, and we need to figure out each situation is an individual situation. Can't group them together. Um, but the conversation, I think, when it comes to discipline with the student and the parent, um, is where you know we, we we can settle on what the consequence is, um, and and what steps need to be done afterwards to ensure that we don't repeat that same behavior. Um, when it comes to hiring and firing, um, ultimately the decision when I make is. Who is the best candidate, if we're hiring, who's the best candidate for the kids? 
Um, you know, there has been some controversy on me hiring um, some people um, uh, in high profile positions. Ultimately, yes, it's my decision, but um, there's always a committee. Uh, and on that committee, I make sure there's all uh, ethnicities represented. I look and make sure that um, if we're hiring a teacher, we have teachers, we have kids, we have counselors on the on the committee. If I'm hiring for, let's say, a coach, um, I have some old some coaches, some teachers, and obviously some kids um, players on on the panel. And it's a you know discussion. It's definitely a discussion, and, and we look at all aspects. But bottom line, you know, the tough decision comes when you have two candidates that are are almost equal. Um, and you have to make the decision, and ultimately it comes down to which candidate is best for our kids. And I'm sure the same thing when you have to let someone go. Obviously, yeah. it's based on what the information mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. what the facts are. And yeah, and that's always, I would think, for me, that's the tougher conversation is is when you have to uh, either inform or, or you know, decide that this person isn't what's best for kids. And, you know, then it's it's a tough conversation. But um, ultimately, I get through those because in the end, if that person is not here, is that what's best for our kids here at Jefferson? You you talk you mentioned, uh, you know, you're 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 proud of RPS. You're, you know, your family's gone through there. You've gone through the system. You know, you, so you've, you've been here. You've as a, you know, you've been here now, not just as a, someone who. We went through the system. You know, you work in the system. Yeah. Um, what's just what's your what's your opinion? Your your assessment of just just the state of education. Um, you know, it's a, obviously it's very important in our society. But you've had a kind of a really a firsthand look. Um, you know, what do you what do you think is the most important aspect of you know getting results? Of you talked about educating the whole child. Um, you know, has that changed over time is it still the same approach you know i hear that a lot well you know we hear that every i'm sure you hear well these kids are different absolutely i hear that all the time <laughs> yeah. i hear that i know all you've time. heard that guy so i mean what, um, what, what how do you look at that well the first thing i look at is is uh the parents are sending us the best kids that they have they're not keeping the good kids home and sending the bad ones to school that's not happening um but they, they send us the best kid and um i i used to say it doesn't matter to me if the kids' parents are the local drug dealer or the mayor of Rockford's kids. They all deserve the same thing. Um, and with saying that, has, has the educational system changed? I think it has. Um, but I think society in general has also changed. Um, but I think for us to ultimately um, gain the success that everyone needs to see, Everyone needs to be involved. Mm. You know, it needs to be the school, it needs to be the parent, it needs to be the community. You know, they're, they're saying that a village raises a child. Sure. And I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's just the same. But nowadays, I think that's extremely correct. Um, you know, you can send your kids to school and we'll do the best that we can to educate them here on our own. But we'll be so much more successful if we have the cooperation of the community and the parents and the school district are all on the same page. Um, and nowadays, let's be honest, we need the law enforcement on the same page too. I mean, that's, that's you open up the newspaper, read the news, you're always hearing something about that. Um, but 
you know, I think uh, Rockford is a great school district. I think Rockford is a great city. If I didn't think that, I'd, I'd have moved away from here long, long ago, <laughs> far away, somewhere warm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think as Rockford as a whole, we do need to come together. Um, growing up, you know, in the 80s, I'm going to high school in the late 80s, you know, the river was the divide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a lot of friends that would never cross the river after seven o'clock to come to the west side. And I never understood that. Um, but now I think um, I think the divide is still there. Um, I wouldn't say it's the river now. I think it's the quadrants, east side, west side, south side, north side. But um, I think we just all need to come together and for the sake of the city. Um, we, I think Rockford gets a bad rap. We have, for every bad thing, I could probably tell you that we've got five or six great things that happen here in Rockford, but people don't see that. Um, you know, and I, I think the school district is a, a in the public eye. Um, and, uh, you know, I, there's, there's so many of my colleagues that are breaking their back to do what's best for kids. And, and for me, that's the, that's the, the, the business I want to be involved with. And, um, a lot of people say you can go other places. I could go other places. I don't want to go other places. This is where I want to be. This is, these are the students that I want to work with. These are the people and colleagues that I want to work with. Um, you know, a lot of people will always say, Oh, you, you've gone through a lot of superintendents and we have. Um, but you know, I think, uh, Dr. Jarrett and his position in, in, in his, his cabinet are what's best for kids right now. And, uh, and I know sometimes the test scores are frustrating, but they, they will go up. They will definitely go up. And, uh, I, I, I firmly believe that. And if I didn't, I would get out and go work somewhere else and do something else. Um, but I, I, I'm proud to say that I work for Rockford 205. I'm proud to say that there are 5,000 employees that are here for the right reason. And, uh, sometimes we get a bad rap and, uh, you know, people's opinions are people's opinions. But what I want people to know is, is every day we come to school trying to do the best that we can for these kids, not for ourselves, not, not for our bosses, not for the board of education, but, but for Rockford in general. That is fantastic. Um, one, one really quickly, I, I want to make sure I give you an opportunity, just whatever you want to say about, because you talked about, uh, you alluded to the fact that, you know, you had to get, sometimes get your friends to come over to the West Side, mm-hmm. uh, where you kind of, where you grew up. Yep. And um, I just wanted to give you an opportunity. Is there, you know, what, what do you want to say about just your upbringing, your family, the family you, not only the family you come from, sure. but the family that you have now, sure. and how important that is to you um, and, and just, mm-hmm. and, and everyday life well it's funny Earl that you say that because you know there's a lot of aspects of family and what people will tell you is we here at Jefferson use the Jefferson family quite a bit um, there are times that we might be dysfunctional um, but uh, when we open that door like I said I don't care if you're the drug dealers kid or if you're the mayor's son or daughter um, we're all family and we're gonna do what's best for family um, so I grew up um, a lot of people don't know that um, I grew up, there was four of us, four kids. Um, my mom and dad um, adopted all four of us. We were all biracial. Um, my parents are white. Um, uh, we were all, like I said, we were all adopted at a, at a young age. I, I was the oldest one at um, three months when I was adopted. So um, uh, we grew up, actually our school started in Loves Park. Um, 
and my parents decided to move to the west side of Rockford um, when we got to the age where uh, people were starting to notice that we were not Caucasian and um, was, was causing some problems for us in school and whatnot. So we moved and um, I then uh, attended Auburn High School, proud graduate of Auburn High School. Um, but my mom and dad have an open door policy, uh, almost to a fault, uh, <laughs> because um, we have our immediate family and then um, there are pseudo rundles all over the world i would probably say that's a beautiful um, thing so they they open up the door but that's that's where i've i got my um my foundation of education my mom was a principal in the rockford public schools and retired um, my dad taught at rock valley for 30 plus years um so education i would so to speak say it's in my blood even though i'm adopted um but that's what i knew um i have a sister who's in the in the public schools as a social worker i have another sister who's a para in the district um so um we're invested in Rockford Public Schools. Um, but yeah, I grew up um, on the west side and uh, had friends from all over. And, um, you know, as, as a lot of people at that time, you got friends all over Rockford, Guilford, East, West at the time. And, uh, um, but there was definitely a, a divide of the river. And um, at the time, you know, we were young and that's just the way it was. Now, you know, people will be like, well, we're, why are you taking that student home? Because I need to talk to his mom. <laughs> well, it might be Norton Keys. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk to his mom. And uh, you know, I, I I I think we need to get over the boundaries. And uh, um, that's just the way I was raised, and and that's hopefully how I I portray it here at Jefferson. Is is uh, it doesn't matter where you come from. Um, just one more question about just wanted to add. This is about the how the role. Um, you know, you're the job of being a principal. Mm -hmm. Just, just briefly, you know, what, what would you say sometimes in your role, you know, your biggest challenge or challenges and what brings you the most joy in, in your job? Um, I think it's one of the same, you know, our biggest challenges is getting the student to realize that they have potential. And then obviously my biggest joy is when they've reached that potential <laughs> sure, and, sure. and come back and share that with the other kids. I always tell people I can talk till I'm blue in the face. Oh, it's Mr. Rundle telling us we got to do good in school again or mm -hmm. or you got to got to graduate because you got to get a good job. But when you bring their their peers back to say, hey, look, um, I graduated. I now work at Woodward Governor. I make this much money. Show them a paycheck. Then they get it. Um, and it, it might be the same thing that I said to them 37 times, sure, sure. but being able to see it in person, I think really makes a huge difference for them. So the, the students that will be coming to this school in the future, you know, kind of your feeder schools, uh, if there was a private school family who was considering, uh, you know, coming to Jefferson High School, why would you tell them to come here? What would you say is, and you kind of alluded to this, but what, what you know, what what are some of the strengths of, of your the system here? Why, why would a parent want to send their kid here? I would say diversity is a huge strength. Um, I would also say a family environment. Um, if you want to send your kids to a place that people are going to care about you, um, and and communicate with you, um, this would be the place to be. I would say if you are um, seventh or eighth graders getting ready to come to Jefferson or if you're a private school family, I'm more than happy to give tours 
Um, I'm more than happy to have you talk to other students um, to really, if you really need to, Mr. Rundle can say whatever he wants to make the school look good, but I'm willing to open the doors. You can talk to kids. You can talk to teachers. You can talk to other parents. I'll find other parents that you can talk to um, and ask maybe questions that you don't want to ask me or you think that maybe I'll just give you a cookie-cutter answer. Um, but if people know me, there, there is no cookie-cutter answer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I think um, and uh, um, you know, present all the facts that I can. Uh, you know, I think uh, you can get a great education here. I think if, if for all kids, if you're looking to to uh, take AP classes, we have, have the full range of AP classes. Um, if your son or daughter has a disability, um, we have an outstanding special ed department um, that, that will nurture and, and educate your children. Um, I think we have a little bit of everything for everyone. Outstanding. Your art program, one of the oh. best in the nation. You know, one of the things I noticed about, that I found interesting about your answer you just gave me, um, and, and I think that's uh, it's incumbent sometimes when, when educators or people who talk about educating children. You didn't the first the first thing you didn't mention about why a parent should send their kid here. You didn't say it was because of the academics or that they could get a quality education. Um, you let you mentioned those other things first. More you're more concerned about uh, the environment and the culture, some of the culture, and some of those other things. Why do you do you think that obviously that was intentional? Do you is that just like a given? Is it is it that those things are more important to establish first uh, before you get into the other stuff? I'm just curious about that. Um, so 11 years ago when I came, uh, Jefferson wasn't in the um, best shape. I would say there were there were a number of controversies. Um, I met with kids and asked them what they needed from me to be able to get a good education and safety was their first answer. Um, so I think the climate plays a huge role. If you don't feel safe at school um, and you're worried about how you're going to get your next class safe, you're not worried about geometry or AP calculus. Um, so I think, A, we need to make sure the environment is conducive to learning. Um, and then I strongly believe then they will definitely learn. Outstanding. Um, so... Again, thank you for your time. And I have uh, my last my last little question here. It's kind of like the, my fun section, my fun section sure. questions for those people who think they know you. They may not. So first one, if you, your family, it's your birthday, right? Big celebration, whatever. They want to do something nice for dad or their brother or their loved one. They say, hey, Miss Don, we want to take you out to eat or we want to cook you something. What is your go-to meal? Like, hey, this is what I want, or this is where I want to go. It's it's funny you say that because it would have to depend on who made it. <laughs> so, uh, if if my wife and kids said, "Hey, what would you like for dinner?" Um, my wife makes an outstanding beef and noodles. Mm. So, which we just had because of Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, Beef and noodles or turkey noodles? Okay. Outstanding. There it is. Um, if it was, we, for everyone's birthday in the Rundle household, my mom does do a, a Sunday dinner. Okay. Um, it would be uh, her chicken curry. It's like mm. a cheesy chicken rice casserole. Um, but if I had to go out to eat, oh, that's a tough one. Okay. Um, no, it's okay. But you, you did it. It's the the, you, the beef noodles oh, yeah. and mom's dish. Chicken curry. Okay. Yep. So there it is. Um, if you're at home and you got some downtime 
and you got some you got some time to 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 plug in and relax and watch a movie or a TV show. But let's talk, let's say movie. Do you have a favorite go to movie that you can watch? I, I do, I do. Uh, uh, it, it's any of the eight Fast and Furious movies. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. interesting, interesting. Yeah. And last one. Um, if I if I if I you give me a ride and I jump in your car with you, uh, or you are relaxing at home, or you know what's 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 Don Rondo bumping on his on his radio or on his iPod? Oh. Oh. I mean, what, what's your is, is, is either a genre of music or a particular um, artist that you really like? Uh, I'll give you a, the, my favorite song is okay. "Regulator" by Warren G. You, oh, you would definitely hear classic. that when you got in the car. <laughs> um, any of the the late eighties nineties. Rap and R&B, uh, Boys to Men, you'd hear a lot in my car. You'd uh, you'd hear, um, little people laugh, a little Tupac, you'd hear it. Um, uh, go back a little, you might even hear some Fat Boys. Um, <laughs> back when I was, I was a freshman in high school. Uh, but um, when the kids are in the car, uh, it, it there's no set radio station. They'll, they'll, they'll punch until they hear... Uh, um, but yeah, but, but if it's just me, that's it, I love it, I, it, I, it'd be the love it, love it. Uh, man, thank you so much again for your time. I really, really Anytime. appreciate it. Man. This was great. Thank so, you. Thank you. All right. Take care. Yep. Thank you for joining us on the 205 Vibe Podcast. If you'd like to comment on the show, please call us at 815-490-4117. Leave us a voice message and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening.